So, big hello to Essex head coach Anthony McGrath. Mags, how are you? Very well, thank you, Brett. Good evening. Uh, how are you coping with the lockdown, mate? Yeah, just like everyone, really. Just, um, you know, getting on as best you can, following the rules and, um, you know, just keeping progress of what's going on everywhere and hopefully, you know, there'll be some uh, form of normality, hopefully, just around the corner. Mags, it's Darren. Whereabouts are you? I'm actually up in Yorkshire. Um we came back from pre-season tour and I were always going to um, come up here for a week to see uh, the family before the season. Uh, and of course, after uh, we got back, lockdown happened, so I pretty much haven't moved from uh, uh, the house. So um, I'm uh, you know, looking forward to getting back <laughs> down to Chelmsford as soon as uh, it's possible. But you aren't furloughed, are you? You're still working and you're still sort of staying in contact with what's going on? Yeah, that's right. Um, there's only a couple of us uh, because there's there's calls most days either going into the PCA, um, other coaches, ECB, and and also internally with the club. Um, uh, I, I were kept on, so it's uh, it, it's been fairly busy during the days. I must admit. So obviously we're all waiting on ECB recommendations, etc. Do, do you you know obviously you've got a bit? Do you think we're going to see some kind of domestic cricket or are we getting to the point where uh, unless it starts getting lifted quite soon we could be looking at just international stuff uh, I'm hoping so yeah I, I'm, I'm certainly a bit more positive than I was three four weeks ago I think um, you know the plans are in place now for England to come back I think if if that goes well um, you know and the and the um, the virus you know keeps and uh, and uh, the rates you know keep going down i'm hoping we might get some cricket later on in the summer but i think a lot depends on how how england go how other sports go when they come back um i mean we've still got a little bit of time but you know the the longer we lose i can't see you know a, a hell of a lot of uh, cricket being played but i'm hopeful you know july august september we might get we might get at least you know something has Essex had um, a kind of a monitoring program of all the the first team players, or maybe even the the, the wider squad of um, of their health and you know whether they're displaying symptoms or anything like that? Has there been any? any... Yeah. So so what we did when when we came back from from tour, um, everyone got an individual program, and and then everyone were in touch with uh, Chris Clark Hines, our physio, with with uh, with the doctor as well. Uh, when the guys went on furlough, obviously they they're not they're not working so we just um for everyone's health and well-being um they've had lines into the psychologist to the pca um and you know we've just been checking up on guys um most days actually and weekly just to check everyone's okay so um touchwood at the moment everyone's absolutely fine um everyone's still in good spirits of course everyone's very frustrated because Given the weather we've had, um, you know, it's pretty much sod's law that we, we probably wouldn't have had a day rained off at the moment. <laughs> yeah, so, and you know what happens if we do start. I know, exactly. <laughs> you can see it coming, can't you? But, um, yeah, it's just a shame for everyone, not just players, you know, supporters, members, everyone who loves mm. cricket. You know, the winters are so long in England, you're just so looking forward to the summer months. But, yeah, um, yeah as I said earlier, I, I'm hopeful we'll... we'll um, you know, we'll we'll get a bit towards the back end. How that will look, I'm not sure what the schedules will be as yet. But um, I'm hoping we can um, get a couple of months. And you know, there has been talk of maybe going into October. Um, you know, if the if the weather's okay. So um, there's still a bit of positivity out there. 
That's good. Um, in terms of getting the guys sort of back match fit, do you, do you have a sort of how long do you think it would take? Two, four weeks? Would they need? Yeah, they still need to get some bowling and batting in them, aren't they? Yeah, that's right. I mean, they're doing the best in terms of the physical fitness. Um, with restrictions being eased now a little bit, you know, they can go for uh, a little bit further of run. Uh, you know, we've been dropping off gym equipment at people's houses, so hopefully physically they won't be too bad. But as you rightly say, Brett, it's it's more the skills and you know, bowling and batting is completely different than, than running and doing gym stuff. So I think at, at around four weeks, uh, you know, individuals might be different, but um, I think if they can give us, you know, for at least three weeks, we can get the guys um, ready to play. And again, it depends on the schedule because, you know, if there's not a full summer, which is, um, you know, really tough on the body, if it is just a few championship games and T20, um then you know you don't need that kind of level of fitness mm. for the six months it might only be a two-month period so therefore it might not take as long as uh getting the, the guys back so let's talk a little bit about coaching but you know you, you sort of i think it was was it 2012 you retired and then a few years before you really got into coaching was that just doing your badges or yeah i mean towards the end of my career um you know, I did get involved a little bit while I was still playing with the younger guys coming through. We had um, Joe Root, Johnny Bairstow, Gary Balance. Um, what became all, of those lads? Uh, yeah, <laughs> um, nothing to do with me. But um, no, but the, them guys were coming through, and, and with me being a, a batter, really, I kind of, you know, did a little bit of, of work in the nets along with the other coaches. But um, I kind of got an interest there you know kind of later in my career but I always wanted to kind of take a year out of cricket just to really uh, take stock and have a look where you know the rest of my career were, were going to go um, so I did a little bit of media stuff I did a little bit of um, uh, corporate stuff around the boxes at, at, at games and things like that um, and then kind of 12-18 months I got a call from Yorkshire just asking to to come back in in the winters and work with the younger guys so it kind of started from there and and um you know building up the badges and um yeah i think it were about 2013 ish end of 13 14 i started um you know coming back in more and more and then you came down to essex and uh, was working with chris silverwood yeah i mean uh, before the 2016 series, uh, season that winter, really, I think around January time, I got a call from, from Silvers and he said um, they might be looking for a batting coach. Are you interested in putting your name in the hat and coming for an interview? So that's how it started. Um, I always thought to myself, you know, if I wanted to be a coach, I had to get kind of away from Yorkshire because that's the only county I'd, I'd known and only, you know, system I'd seen. So to broaden my outlook, really, I, I was, you know, keen to have another challenge so when when the Essex uh, opportunity came up um, I jumped at it really and luckily got through the the interview process and um, from March that year joined up with the lads on pre-season tour and uh, it's been uh, fantastic I must admit (laughs) you know it was a brilliant um, you know timing I think is everything but absolutely um, how does it feel to be a double winning coach (laughs) no I mean yeah it's you know, you get a lot of time with what's happening in lockdown. So I'm watching a lot of videos, a lot of games we played last season, and the memories are, 
even though it's a, a short time away. It's just fantastic, really, mm. to be part of that. And you know, going back to 2016, it has really been a bit like a, a dream since, yeah. since I walked in the place. Um, I've really, you know, enjoyed it. It felt like home. I mean, I know it's a bit of a cliche, but it really did. The people welcomed me, and I really enjoyed uh, being in and around Chelmsford and the kind of the run the team's been on since 2016. Incredible. You know, you, you look back now and you just almost pinch yourself because it, it's just been success after success and to be part of that and, um, you know, because cricket, as as you two well know, it's, it's constant and you don't really get time to reflect but we have done in this last couple of months and looking back since the five years I've been there, it has been just incredible really. Who, who was the uh, biggest influences on how you coach or who have you taken bits from? Um, I think a couple of people really. Darren Lehman definitely from his playing days at Yorkshire and, and then he went into coaching in the IPL in Australia. So I had a, quite a lot of chats with him and his kind of style resonated with me really. Um, Kevin Sharp, who I worked with at Yorkshire, is now director of cricket at Worcester. Um, his kind of style was... was he, he did look at the technical side of things, but a very good man manager. You know, he, he got to know individuals inside out. He wanted to know what made them, you know, tick on a daily basis. He got to know the friends and family, and I think that's kind of the the route I went down as a coach. Of course, you've got to be keep your, um, you know, knowledge as high as possible because the game's changing all the time. But I think the the personal skills really with, with players certainly from Darren and Kevin that's a, um, you know something I followed up when I went into coaching myself I think we've we've felt that from talking to current and sort of former players at the club that the man management aspect has been one of the I'm not the sole game changer but one of the big game changers at the club and um, you know the level of success has kind of been a reflection on um, your and Chris Silverwood's ability in, in man-managing players and, uh, and understanding how to get the best out of them. Yeah, well, I mean, Chris, when I came down to Essex, he kind of set a vision out of how he saw, um, you know, the players at Essex and how he wanted to take it forward. And, and we're pretty, you know, united in that kind of vision and, and, and about how to take it forward. But, you know, it's not just... Um, Silvers or, or myself, you know, Barry Irons there, we've had Dimi Mascarenas, Tom Huggins, Andre Nell, you know, the S&Cs and physios, everyone in that backroom staff, you know, plays a, a huge role. And of course, it's okay having that, but the players have got to buy into it and take that on. And, you know, you two know the players well as well. And w- without them, you, you don't have a successful team. It's not just the consistency they have to put in in, in training and, and games, but you know, they've got to put in some sacrifices and they're away from the families a lot. And, and I think we've been blessed with a very good group of players over this last few years who, who've who taken it to another level, really. And, of course, we should really mention the um, the good work done by the chairman, the CEO and the committee as well. Yeah, of course, yeah. I mean, um, you know, I know Chris felt, as I did, very lucky to want to be given the chance after Chris left. You know, the... the um, they really had no hesitation in, in giving me a, a chance, even though I'd not been a head coach before. But the the whole cricket advisory and, and committee are superb. Um, I know that Essex get labelled a, a smaller club by some people, but if you look at the history of Essex, mm. you look at the size 
of Essex. If you look at the cricket played in Essex, the trophies they've won, the players they bring through. It's not just happened the last few years. It's been happening a long time, and and it takes you know a long, long time to to, to you know sow those seeds. And and you know I think Essex are up there, one of the best clubs in the country in terms of you know putting everything in what I've just mentioned, and and a lot of that goes down to the management off the field. Um, I think you so. Know, so really good people involved. I think since 1979, no other county's won any more trophies than Essex. No. No. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, we we know that we've not got you know the biggest ground or the best ground facility wise, and um, of course we're not going to compete probably financially with test grounds. But if, as you mentioned there, since nineteen seventy nine, the trophies won, the players come through, and of course you look at the current squad, um, how many players have come through the system mm. and continue to do so, and that's a huge feather in the cap, not just for. Essex cricket, but the the old community and and, and the steady and, stream of England captains as well. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it is really you, you, you do look at it, and um, I'm fortunate to be part of it, and I understand Essex more now we've been around. But if you if you look back through through history, it is incredible, really, what what yeah. Essex have achieved, and and hopefully, you know, we we don't want to you know sit here saying how good we are. We want to try and continue this and. And keep it going and keep improving, and that's why, you know, a lot of the hard work's going in, you know, through the academy, through the age group to keep producing, you know, the the young players, um, you know, like your Iron Beards, Sam Cooks, Benny Allison's. I can go on, you know. We want to keep producing these guys and getting them in the first team. And there should be a couple more coming through if we play this year as well, because it looks like there'll be no overseas, will there? If we if we do play, I can't see it. No, unless something drastically changes but again that I think that's exciting and I think you know we've got the squad to cope we you know we said beginning of last year you know I thought we could go for all three trophies um, and I believe with the squad we've got this year um, you know retaining everyone and um, bringing a couple of youngsters up onto full contracts we, we can continue that so as you rightly say with no probably no overseas players that'll give a spot to two, three other guys who, who might not have got the chance. So again, you know, I think that's why everyone's, especially the younger guys, are, are chomping at the bit for us to start again. There's a 15-year-old charging around my garden putting the yards in, I'll give you a clue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it's great. I mean, and I think also what what is good is because of the success of the last few years and because it's been made up of young Essex guys, I think guys just below you know, either professional squads, they see a route in and, and they think that, you know, only a couple of years ago, I, I was playing with that guy or I played with him at club cricket and it's amazing how quickly things change. So, you know, the younger guys, you know, I see them in the winters, the, the talent's just unbelievable. So it's just about, you know, getting your chance and having that bit of luck. Um, mm-hmm. But, um, you know, we've, we've, we are blessed with, with the talent pool we've got at Essex. I think a, a sort of key person would be like that would be Aaron Nidger, wouldn't he? Who last year, you know, didn't play much at all, and suddenly there you go, finals day. Finals day, day Mike. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> You're playing, mate. <laughs> well, he picked, he picked two decent days, didn't he? The finals day, and then uh, at Taunton as well. Yeah, the championship. But, but it's so, great. No, I mean, go on. It is, Aaron. You know, I, we chatted halfway through the season, and and um, I could feel his frustration because he's at an age now where he believes he's good enough to play, and we know that, but. 
with a certain Simon Armour playing four-day cricket, mm. it's very difficult if you don't play two spinners. And of course, we've we've used Adam Zampa as a, a as a leg spinner as well. But um, you know, the message to Aaron is just keep doing your stuff and take your chance. And boy, did he take his chance when he got it in in the um, in the T20 final, and, and he obviously played a role down at Taunton that last day. So. Um, those Again. days at Taunton and Edgbaston proved, um, if people didn't already know it, the fantastic relationship that um, the players and the coaching staff have got with the supporters and particularly the youngsters. And, you know, everyone seems to have time to sign an autograph, to shake hands, maybe a quick word or something after a game. Uh, and I think things like that go a long, long way. I mean, I think we all know of other cricketers, maybe other counties who just have no time for anyone but at Essex and I, I and I don't even think that it's something that's necessarily drilled into people it's just part of the of the culture at the club that there is this relationship between players and fans and without I think that's doubt, what spurs yeah. the youngsters on yeah without doubt and I think you know going back to having homegrown players they have a connection with supporters you know they'll know them from the local clubs you know they'll they, they get you know the area that they know everything about you know you know the ground and and what's happened in the past. So, you know they, they are you know emotionally involved with supporters and fans. And when they win on uh, or lose, you know you you know you take it home with you. And I think other, certain other clubs and you know it's not by design sometimes. But when you bring a lot of people from the outside, mm. you know you you only see it as a, I guess as a job, and you don't have that connection with the local community and fans. Whereas we're lucky with that because I think 16 out of our 17 out of the 22 squad have come through the system. Yeah. I think seven were born in the same hospital. So <laughs> everyone knows about the local area and, you know, they're, they're determined to do well for, for the club. It's their own club. You know, it's where they've grown up. So you're going to have that connection. I think I've said it before on this show that um, people, when they get access back to the ground, should go into the indoor school and look at the um, academy honours board that's up there. And, and look back a few years and just see some of the names that are etched on that board um, as sort of young 15, 16-year-olds that were that were making their name at the time. I mean, there's a certain A.N. Cook up there, isn't there? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is, it is it's, uh, amazing to see it. And I think we should make more of that, more of that you know, at the club. I know that there's um, uh, plans in place, hopefully, when we get back to, to you know, upgrade the ground and facilities and you go to some other grounds and you know you can see their history around the ground and naming stands after players and pictures around so you know we've a lot to show off about you know the local players that have come through so you're saying the you know in the indoor school but I think you know there's plans to to really put it around the ground and show off the you know the the history of the club but it's not just the players who've played for Essex you look at some of the names on them boards that have gone on Mm. you know to other clubs yeah. Um, which again shows, you know, the the strength of of the talent pool we were talking about earlier. Mags, what what's the best thing about being a coach? Um, I think seeing someone, you know, do really well when you know the hard work they've put in, and you know that a lot of the time there's a lot of low days at cricket, but when it clicks, because we we always bang on in after match uh, press conferences or interviews about. You know the guys are doing it in training, but they're not just transferring it to the to the to the uh, game day. But 
you know, when that actually clicks and someone puts in a, a performance um, and the smile and the, the hard work's paid off, I think that gives you a lot of satisfaction. Um, you know, so someone like an Aaron Nidger, when you see him get wickets on finals day, mm. you know, you see Aaron Beard who's waited for a chance come in and get wickets against Somerset and wickets at Trent Bridge. They're the days as a coach which you can sit back and, and really smile. So I think... You know the individual performances of people who've worked hard give you, you know, a, a lot of uh, satisfaction. Before you go, I just wanted to just highlight um, that ECB video has come out today, and um, Essex are featured in it um, with all the good work they've been doing with um, helping the vulnerable um, in conjunction with supporting humanity and obviously the, the cricket and the community scheme that Essex are doing. Um, but I just wanted to sort of highlight to people listening that it's not just through the pandemic that Essex have been helping people. Now, Brett and I came with you and uh, a few of the players to Broomfield Hospital at Christmas time to see um, some of the children that were in there. But that's something that you do every year. And there's, Essex have always been good at giving back. And um, it's not just with all what's going on now. It, it, again, that's another part of the club, which is so fantastic and, and ingrained that... Um, you know, helping out and giving back is uh, is a big part, and you all should be congratulated on that. Yeah, it is, and it, and it's not you know something hard to do. I think the behind the scenes, you know, the, the guys in the office and, and girls in the office work really hard, you know, to get that connection with sponsors and local businesses, and you mentioned the hospitals there. So I think you know the players are, uh, and coaches are, are more than happy to help. Um, we know you know we get some great support. Um, so when there is days off and, and in the winter, you know, it, it's not a problem to help out. And I think, again, you know, it shows what a good group of players we have and good people, not just players who, who are happy to give up the time. So, um, you know, hopefully long may that continue. Even the great man, Mr. Gooch, is there uh, helping out, isn't he? Oh, Gooch, yeah. I mean, Graham's fantastic. He, uh, you know, he's always at sponsors' event. He's always at the games. He's always helping raising money for the academy um you know you, you don't need me to tell tell you he's, he's essex through and through mm. he absolutely loves the club every time you you speak to him you know he's, he's always talking about essex first be, before he mentions anything about england so to have someone like him you know keith fletcher david Ackfield, ronnie Arani, um <laughs> to be around the guys and <laughs> you know it's, it, it can only help Mags, thanks for joining us. Thanks for taking time out of your day. No problem. And uh, hopefully we'll see you very, very soon and have a, a real beer and have a proper catch-up. I know, I will. It'll be nice <laughs> to actually see people yeah. over, the, over Zoom or, or the uh, various things you have been doing. So to, to actually have a conversation face-to-face will be, uh, will be great. Might not recognise a few of them after, <laughs> after a haircut or two. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mags, thanks a lot. Thanks a lot. Well. Okay, guys. Cheers. Well Take Thanks care. a lot. Bye. Bye-bye.